Hi, Scott Lackman, the 4510 TV podcast series for our second episode. Um, if you tuned into the first episode, thank you very much. We appreciate you jumping on board. Uh, the first episode, we had a bit of a re- general real estate update with Robin Lackman and some uh, economic forecasting and some uh, financial commentary from Peter Lackman, uh, both from Richardson Wrench Real Estate Caboolture. For our listeners, yes. Um, Scott that you normally see on video but today uh, episode two of our podcast series so um, giving it a go and I hope you can join us on this journey for some future episodes. So today uh, sticking to the real estate theme to get this uh, up and running and still testing our equipment and getting into the groove of, of recording podcasts uh, with me today I have Karen George Property Management Director of Richardson Wrench Real Estate at Caboolture. Good morning Karen. Uh, good morning Scott. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. It's uh, it's like Radio Land, so um, they can't see that you're sitting here in your active wear at, at the office. Um, no, she's not really. She's she's dressed up and she's in uniform. But um, we don't need to be nervous about the camera. We're purely talking Radio Land. Uh, so for our listeners on the podcast series, I just wanted to give a update similar to talking to Robin. Let's talk about the real estate rental space of happening around the Caboolture region. Uh, kick us off with um, you know, what's, what's the latest around town? With, with property management. What's the latest? So our office is an established office, so it's probably a little bit different because we've been involved in property management and rentals for a very long time. Um, so we've seen um, ebbs and flows in relation to the market and how things are going now, I would say, is very, very stable, um, very secure for investment point of view, um, but also really secure from a tenant point of view as well that there are properties out there if something happens and the property you're in is sold, um, you are able to find another property that would be of similar quality, similar value within the same area, rather than coming out of somewhere where you've lived for two or three years and all of a sudden properties are $10, $20 extra. They're not. It's, mm-hmm. it's very stable. So there's a stability in the, in the affordability of a tenant renting. And the availability of something. There is always um, a new property coming onto the market. There are new investors still in the area um, that if you did require a property for rent, and you're looking over a couple of weeks' time period, you'll find something that really suits you from a tenant point of view um, for something in the similar area. Okay, so good to know. If I was a tenant out there listening um, and my budget was three twenty per week rent, um, there's a chance that if I secured a rental property now, chances are that that rental amount isn't going to change in the, in the near future. That's right. And that's really important for people that are budgeting sometimes week to week. Um, A lot of people that rent are in a position where they haven't been able to get into the buying their own property yet, Um, but it's still really important for them to feel like the property is their home, Um, it's well looked after and maintained by the owner, but they can put their personal touch to it and make it feel like um, a home for them to hopefully stay as long term as possible without a lot of change in costing each week. Um, and where they're living and, the, and what's happening around them. So is that transformed to the length of leases? Um, traditionally, you know, there might only be a six-month lease in place. Are you seeing more 12-month leases secured? Uh, definitely. A lot of people still take six-month lease to start. Make sure that what the street's like, see what the neighbours are like, feel see what the community's like around them, how the school's going, the shops, everything. They still gauge that. And then within six months and they feel settled, they then go, great, I want to stay here for another couple of years and this is going to be my family space. And we now want to tie in for 12 months. Yep. Uh, you talk about new investors coming to the market. Are you seeing that as a, as a property management director? There's... Um 
obviously there's always been the demand for rental accommodation, but um, with new investors coming to the area, is this how you portray or is this how you explain to them that there's that real stability that if they're buying an investment property, um, they're going to have next to no vacancy, they're going to have a good secure tenant for a longer term now? Uh, definitely. Um, so it's affordability and also the quality. So um, by having um, a stable rent roll like our, our office has, um, we can easily, um, not easily, we can talk to an owner and feel pretty confident that we can secure the right kind of person in the right kind of property that is going to be able to afford it and maintain it. And so an investor wants that security, but a tenant, we want that from a tenant as well. Um, let's talk about some updates happening in the real estate um, property management space, the rental space. Um, there's an update of some changes with the Residential Tenancies Authority. There is. Uh, with processing things. So the Residential Tenancies Authority have a really big um, involvement in rentals in Queensland. One part that a lot of tenants would know about is they hold your bond money. So remember when you pay a bond as a tenant, it doesn't go to the real estate agent. The real estate agent receipts it and sends it to the bond board and it's held safely there with by signatures from the tenants and the agent. So they hold that money. Um, their other role is to educate and communicate the um, agents and tenants on the Residential Tenancies Act, which is the rules that we all live by. Um, with the RTA, what they're doing is modernising and going from paper form to internet form, um, which is a lot of changes in the paperwork on lodging bonds um, and refunding bonds. Mm -hmm. You know, when, you, when a tenant vacates a property and they've done the right thing and they've had the carpets and the pest control and done all the cleaning, they really want to access their bond as quickly as possible when they're finished. And I think the RTA are moving forward to make that more streamlined internet banking, direct debit it straight through to your BSB instead of sending old-fashioned checks or anything like that. Mm. Um, they want to get that bond money back to people because they've probably moved on to another property and need those monies. Yeah, um, just on that topic, um, I'd imagine some of our listeners and, and those listening, we appreciate it as this is our second episode of uh, 450 TV podcasting. Yes. Um, so for the listeners, thank you. But just on that point of bonds getting refunded, I'd imagine the biggest hurdle at the moment is if, if I was a tenant and I needed to relocate, how do I come up with a new bond for a new place plus a new rent while still juggling vacating the other place waiting for a bond refund? How does that? What, it's do, extremely I, what difficult. do I do? It's extremely difficult. Um, real, re, uh, reality is that you do need to lend the money. Um, a lot of families go to family members, they go to a credit card, they go to a personal loan. Um, not a lot of people have three, $4,000 sitting saving in the bank while you're also still paying your rent at another property. Um, so you do need to lend the money or, or have the money to do your two weeks rent and you're bonded a new house. And that process of vacating another property, having the cleaning done, um, having the vacate report done and finalising that tenancy could take three, four days. Um, so it's not a long term that you're doing that double money, but it is double money for a lot of people. Um, there is a lot of government support for that. So if people are struggling to do that, um, there is a bond loan through the Department of Housing that's really affordable for you to repay back afterwards. There are some certain conditions and criteria to meet that, um, but it is a real big assistance. And um, there are also there's also a lot of loan companies out there that do the similar thing. Yeah, I was just going to mention there is a third party called uh, Easy Bond Pay. There is. Uh, that that um, our business engages with, and it, it is a, it's a short-term 
uh, loan. financial loan mm-hmm. to set up that bond for a new property and then obviously repay, et cetera, in a shorter time period. So there are companies available. Just a, just a good note to talk about because I'd imagine that's a that's a real stress for, for any family. And, you know, that brings us back to what we just said before and that is why people are staying in their properties longer. Mm-hmm. So that is why people don't jump from a rental every 12 months because if you thought of the expense you go through to um, pack everything up, have a removalist, go through all the cleaning, get to the other property, pay double rent for a few days while you're in between two houses, change all your addresses and do all those things. So it's not just the cost of how much it is to rent a property but the longer you stay there the less expenses like that every 12 months you go through. If you were in a property for three or four years, think of all that stability that you're not going through that change plus the stress. Yeah, true. All right, uh, 458 TV podcast series, episode two. I am going to jump on the line and we're going to talk to Julie Murray, who's um, this is fancy. senior asset manager, business development manager for Richardson Ranch um, Real Estate. Let's get Julie on the line. Now, so, just don't talk while I do this, Karen, because this is technology. And you're going to hear the phone call in the background. Oh. Let's hope, she, let's hope she answers. Let's do elevator music. <gasps> let's hope she Great. answers because this wasn't choreographed in any way or fashion. Come on, Jules. Answer the phone. Answer the phone, Julie. Hello, you're speaking with Julie Murray. Yay. Julie Murray, answer the phone. It's Scott Lackman and Karen George Hi, on the 4510 TV podcast series. How are you going? How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. How are you? Now, we've caught you today on the hop. You're out of the office, a busy lady. And um, with our technology of podcasting, we can call you and check on you anytime. And um, yes, we're going to put yes. you on the spot for a three or four minute interview. Um, just been mm-hmm. talking off, um, off or offline, off air talking to Karen George uh, in our studios, um, talking about all things rentals. And Karen's talked about um, the stability of rental prices staying the same. She's talked about it's a great market for investors to get into where we've got uh, good quality tenants wanting to stay longer and more stable in properties. I wanted to shout Uh out to you. Now, your role with Richard Wrench is Senior Asset Manager and Business Development. So just tell us a little bit about what you do day to day in the rental space. So day to day, I would generally start my day with making sure that the office is running okay and that the girls all are up to speed with what they are doing, where they're going during the day and checking that clients are happy and if there's any issues that we can resolve them and I oversee that role. Mm -hmm. My main role though would be as a BDM, which is the business development manager. So I am here to talk to clients when they ring, to reassure them that we can look after their property. So they would call and ask. Some people have never done it before, so you need to start from the from scratch with them. But I would go out, meet them if they wanted to rent out their property, give them a market appraisal, give them any ideas of what they might be able to do to the property to make it more appealing, if they need to do anything. Talk to them about how the office works, what we do for them, how it all runs, mm-hmm. go through the paperwork. It's from what you know, beginning to end. So that's what I do, and it's, it's a whole it's a whole process. So I take care of them from the beginning until we get the property rented, and then I hand it over to the girls in the office, and they they take care of it from there. Okay, awesome. Now you've been busy um, in the last 
three to six months, um, you've had some great growth in in obtaining new managements, which in turn makes more properties available mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to rent. Um, mm-hmm. Give us an idea, Julie, and we're sort of just shooting from the hip a bit, our, our second podcast for 450 TV. Um, give us mm-hmm. an idea of what would be your um, most affordable, as in cheapest rental property in the last few months, and then give me an example of maybe your most expensive rental property that you've that you've taken care of. Oh, okay. So we do have vast differences between those two. So we do have some rental properties that go as low as, usually you're, you're looking at around 250 really for um, the lowest property that now would go for a basic, you know, just a little unit or a little duplex duplex you can usually pick up around that much mm-hmm. and the highest we've got is around the 770 mark I believe Okay. and recently I've actually picked up a lot and that's usually you get a bit of acreage and some sheds and stuff with that which are very appealing to people if they might have a business or just want a little bit of room mm-hmm. um, and they've been very, a few of them coming through a lot lately so investors are happy to rent out a bigger property like that as well as people who are renting out your basic 422. So there is room for uh, everybody in the market to have the kind of property that they're looking for. Yeah, good. So there is a vast range. Yeah, good point because, um, you know, generally um, either singles or, or couples would look at that normal um, say four, two and two property for say three forty a week rent. Um, what yes. sort of clientele have you got renting those those exclusive properties? So usually you would have, some of them can fit in a family. So you might have a family that has a grandparents that, that live with them as well and they simply need it for that extra room and it cuts down the cost. Mm-hmm. So that is very appealing for them. We have one recently that we just rented out and it was to a landscaping business. So they needed the space, the shed uh-huh. and, you know, just a bit to, to run a big company like that. So. It's, it's a, they're, they're a lot more work because you need to maintain lawns. Sometimes they come with a pool, so there's a lot more upkeep on them. Um, but, yes, usually somebody who has a business running or a larger family is more appealing to a high uh, income which fit into those properties better. Hi, Jules. It's Karen. How are you going? Hello, Karen. Good. Um, I just thought adding on to that was um, Mm -hmm. the little properties. So those Mm -hmm. little three-bedroom carport that someone may be um, not Mm -hmm. able, you know, aren't aren't ready to sell at the moment, but they're moving into state for work and they're going to be an investor. You really explain Mm -hmm. that well that you go and look after them and explain how we would look after it as a management. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Is that is that happening a lot where people that have been living in something upgrade or move into state and that's really why they're renting it out? It's not just that oh, this is an investor that you know they're not sure of what their future plans are. Absolutely, I think that it's a big decision for people. So they they suddenly might have a job change or a life change and they have to move to another state and, and it can be very quick. So they're not sure whether you know do we are we ready to sell because it's not something they've ever thought of. Mm. So they they rent it out for a little while and see how that goes. So once we can get them a good tenant and everything, usually they, they stay settled and they're happy, their rent's getting paid, they, and then they've then got an investment property as well. They realise that it's not scary to have a, a, an investment property. It runs quite smoothly, and, and they can look to their future and think, well, this is something that we can hold on to and have as an investment for later on. Yep. So, yeah, they, they, that does happen fairly often. Yeah, good to know. Um, Julie, let's keep talking about tenants. Um, what's the demand mm-hmm. like at the moment for rental properties in the Caboolture region? 
very high. So we have roughly around a thousand properties at the moment. So we have do manage quite a lot, and we only have about I think eight on our rental list. Okay. So the demand. We need more. We need more rental properties. We do have a lot of people that show up to the open home, so there is plenty of people out there. But it gives us then, you know, we can we can sift through them and, and find a perfect match for those owners to put in their property. It's not just down to one or, or two people or no people showing up. Yeah. There is a lot out there that that needs rental, that needs somewhere to live, and that covers all markets because everybody has a different, you know, they have a different life and they have different incomes. So everybody needs to fit somewhere, whether that be your three ones or your, your duplexes or your big acreage properties that are worth seven hundred dollars. There's there's someone out there for everybody to to rent in, you know, to fit in somewhere. Yeah, what would your advice be? Um, you know, I, I see it from the principal's um, mm. uh, point of view that if there's that demand and there's multiple people applying for one property, what do mm-hmm. you do, what do you do if you miss out? You just keep trying. Like, what, what can you well, do? <laughs> um, yeah, keep trying. Yeah. Try and make it a little bit more personal, I think. Even if you've got to ring the office, ring the office, talk to the girls when you're out there at the open homes and have a conversation with them. When you apply, put a, put your a little story with it. Give us a little bit of your history. There might be something there that's holding you back that we don't know about. And if you're, if you're upfront and honest with us, then we're not getting any surprises. Yeah, you know, if we're doing a rental nice. check or something like that. Yeah, so, no, I love I love that because um, you know, from nine times out of ten, it's it's a it's an application form that someone fills out. It's it's very yes, yes. And, very yes and no answers. Um, yes. it's it's almost like a job interview. Put a cover letter. Um, give some his, give some history of what your family is, and if you've got a dog mm-hmm. named Toby or something, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, maybe. If that's a way Stand of out. standing out from the crowd, yeah. Well, yeah, well, just don't be generic. While Scott's saying that, that's a really good thing to talk about pets and a you know a dog mm-hmm. named Toby because mm-hmm. some owners love pets and don't mind pets being part of the tenancy and living at the rental property, and mm-hmm. some owners mm-hmm. do. So that's really important for the people applying to say, "This is my dog Toby. He's a, a retired greyhound. He doesn't move through mm-hmm. the day. He's as lazy as anything. He doesn't dig. He'll definitely be outside." Is a lot different mm-hmm. to someone applying for a house with a Maltese puppy that's going to live on their bed all day. That is going to live inside that's right and and owners know that so when we ring them and we have to be honest with them they already know that if you've got a little dog it's most likely going to be inside so there's no point us telling them that it's going to be an outside dog because the facts are it's going to be inside so just be honest and if you're moving into a property where no you weren't permitted to have a pet it's really not a good idea to then go and get a pet yeah, you uh, have to uh, sort of stick ask with, permission. <laughs> yeah, ask permission first before you even go ahead and get it. It's it's better to start that way because it can just you know start you off on a little bit of a rocky patch if you if you go down that track of suddenly wanting a dog and getting one without yeah. asking. It's always just good to communicate. Yeah, oh, really, the, I, the key to it. I really like what you've said, Julie. Um, again, today's a bit of a trial for us. Episode two of the Four Final TV podcast series. First episode, real estate update. Second episode property management and rental update, but you're giving some really good hints and tips there for for tenants and I could imagine it's it's frustrating out there if you're, if you're needing accommodation, you, you turn up to yeah. three or four homes, you put in applications, you get knocked back. Um, that's a really Absolutely. good tip to put, your, put, put yourself out of the box, yeah. Yeah, um, just give the girls a call in the office. They can always have a chat with you and, and get your story as well if it's not something that you want to write down. Yep. Uh, Julie, 
you know, in your role as, as a senior asset manager, give me one thing that is um, topical at the moment, like are you getting a lot of repairs for properties? W- what would be the biggest problem for a tenant at the moment? I've really put you on the oh, spot. Yeah. You have put me on the spot. Um, a problem for the tenant. I think, well, the first thing that comes to mind as we're heading into, obviously, the warmer months, will be tenants wanting some cooling in their house. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a lot of tenants asking, can they have some air conditioning and yeah. stuff like that. So I, if I, it's not something that they've thought of before, it's going to come to a head now. Okay, so let's step through that. I, I'm a tenant, I want an air conditioner for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. a real reality there that not every investor has a couple of grand up their sleeve to put in an air conditioner just because the tenant wants one. Absolutely. How do you Absolutely. get around that? So there are a couple of different options. So you could have a tenant, what we usually do is a tenant can apply to have an air conditioner. We start the conversation with an owner and it does entail an increase in rent. And it's usually just a small increase of 5 or $10 a week in rent. So if we could get the tenants that they're agreeable to that and then the owner maybe is agreeable to that, it goes ahead. We just did one today. Mm-hmm. The tenant agreed to an extra $10 a week of rent and that, and that is still in the market. So they weren't priced out of the market at all. They still stayed in the market rent. And they've got a new air conditioner. Their lease was restarted, and they have a nice, nice long lease. Yeah, and, and, um, and the other option. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you're right. I was just going to say, let's say that tenant then stays for a couple of years, ten dollars a week yes. over two years. That's, that's about right. a thousand bucks back to the kitty, and it works yes. both ways. Yeah. And if the tenant ever vacates, it's a it's great for re-renting your property because everybody does like aircon, so it's already there. It's going to always pay off. It's never a negative to have the air conditioning there. But if you've got an owner who, like you said, they don't have that money, it can cost, you know, depending how big you want it, it can cost upwards of $3,000 sometimes. Mm -hmm. We do have a company that we use um, that have options of a payment plan. So, and they're interest-free payment plans. So, if there's any owners that are thinking of that, that might be something that they would consider because it might cut their cost down to just a monthly cost keep their tenant happy, especially if you've got a great tenant and you don't want to lose a tenant and then you've, you know, you're losing in your, your let fee and a, an income maybe for a week or two while we re-tenant it, that can sometimes pay for an, for an air con, so it's always worth considering. Yeah, cool. Oh, Julie Murray, uh, Business Development Manager, Senior Asset Manager, Richardson Wrench, appreciate your time. Um, probably caught you on your lunch break down at the shops, but appreciate your time <laughs> on the podcast and uh, we'll, you're welcome. T- we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Good Thanks, to talk Julie. to you. All right, Kaz, uh, Karen, George, um, Property Management Director, we're back in the studios. How good is this technology that we can podcast and relay this information um, across to our audience? It is amazing. And if you consider that Julie's out at the moment, out at past Diagula, and she's out doing an appraisal on a very large acreage property at the moment, but she was able to communicate with you, you know, his technology on her mobile, great Mm. reception, Mm. and... She's not reading that. Like, she knows her stuff. Yep. So when she's talking to you, she's talking from the heart and she's giving you information that that's an experience she's had today. That's what, you know, you need in a real estate agent. Mm. Like, spruiking our own and, and I love that she's a member, you know, very valued member of Richardson Wrench Caboolture. Um, but she's a property manager who's who knows what she's talking about. She's not just reading a book or looking on the internet. She's got lifelong experience, practical experience doing the job. If you're looking for a property manager, that's what you need to be looking for. That needs to be one of your things you're asking. Mm. Are you involved? Do you know your market? Do you know how to negotiate around things? Do you know what tenants' needs are and do you know what owners' needs are? Mm-hmm. 
Cool. That's the real estate act, uh, rental update for the Caboolture region. Anything else you'd like to add for our second podcast? No, love it. Love it. Great love idea. It. Look, okay. I go running each morning and I put on a podcast and now it'll be the Richardson Wrench podcast no, to listen 4510 to. 4510 TV. Sorry, 4510 TV podcast to listen to. Yep. Um, you can do both. Um, I, I think it's a great way for people that um, in, if you're in the car and you're travelling and you're not watching TV or you can't play with your phone, this is a way to get information and listen um, and then sort of think about it and then you can do some research when you get back when you can use computers. All right, thank you. Our second guest on 4510TV podcast, our second series, once again to our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in and um, stay tuned. We're, we're coming at you, the podcast series through 4510TV.